This is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another edition of Ali Le Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, and I'm joined today by Ella, Kaylee, and Naya. And we're going to be talking about the close season and what we've all been up to. Uh, so, to start with, uh, Ella, what, what are your thoughts about last season? Was it a season to forget? Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like we went into the season expecting, like, challenging for the league and, and stuff like that. And obviously, that never happened. And we were knocked out of all the competitions quite early. Um, I think it was like a season of, like, transition sort of thing. Um I think the lack of silence that we've made over the last few years in the midfield, um, it was like showing um a lot of young players were playing in the midfield, obviously. Um, and then this the I think people were like onto the system. So it obviously you have to change the system. And when we did change the system, we started seeing results at the back end of the season, um, with Trent moving into the new position. Yeah. being inverted right back but um, I think it was just too little too late for the top four but um, hopefully because we end the season on a good few results then we can bring that into next season um, going forwards yeah. yeah yeah I mean it was a bit of a nightmare season was it I mean obviously we finished strongly but I mean you know halfway through the season everyone was thinking you know let's get this over with eh, aren't they yeah, definitely. It was difficult to watch. Um, I think we expected quite a lot from that team, given we were going for what the quadruple year before, season before to fall off so quickly and so drastically it was a shock to everyone. I think, um, but we just left it ourselves too much to do towards the end. And I think it must have been a shock as well to Klopp, wasn't it? Because you know, obviously, we was after um, certain targets like uh, last summer. Shimani and he couldn't get them, so he must have thought, Well, we've still got we've still got a midfield there. No way he could envisage Kaylee, could they? The way, uh, you know, at the first game against Fulham, we all saw that you know there was uh, a team there who was winning every second ball, but no one saw the drop off that happened, did they? No one saw it. No, I, no, and I think we spoke about it a lot, haven't we? But even if you look back in Heinz, because sometimes I think we've been too like. Yeah, too focused in the success and we were winning every game and it was just like, you just think, yeah, this is us. But then sometimes I think, you know, if we look at it really, you've got a team there who played nearly every single game. They play a lot of games, then plus all the international games as well. I don't think you can, can you really understand what it's like for a professional like footballer to have to play that many games physically, but also mentally? And I don't know, maybe is it an experience of, Maybe they didn't expect it. Maybe they didn't know what was going to happen to their bodies or to their mental. You know, if like you do yeah. sort of start dipping because we were so good, did they not know how to adapt to that? And was it a bit yeah. harder for them? So I suppose maybe in hindsight, if you look at it and you just think they've ran their socks off, off for us, that team, for the last however many years. And yeah, yeah. then last year was a massive, massive season physically and mentally. So if they just like hit a wall, so in hindsight, can you? Can you let them off that they'd give it all for yeah. however many years? Then had that big massive season that then they've, they've just got no legs left. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah, it, yeah. In hindsight, can we look back at it and think, oh, actually, was it such a big of a shock? But I think that the level was just that it dropped to. Yeah. 
nobody would have imagined you would have thought we could still have done more than what we yeah. did. I mean, but but yeah, sort of like I always say, these got suppose we've got to let them off a little bit for what they've done for, for yeah. all that. But then again, it, it's just proven, hasn't it, that we've not replenished our squad in no. big areas that mattered. And then we just, it, it we just didn't have the strength and depth, did we? And when no, we got sure. it, when we got injuries, we couldn't cope with them. I mean, Ella, was there any any positives whatsoever from last season? Um, I'd say the signing of Gakpo. Yeah. yeah. I really do. I really like him. I just think that he fits into the team um, really well. Um, he's, like, taking over that Firmino role, role sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I he was saying, um, I don't think he really played there before, and he was saying in an interview, like, he's learning every day, and obviously with Bobby still being there at the time, he was obviously teaching him... Um, Teaching the role, um, yeah. and then I can't even say Steph. I'm, I can't even say his name, you know. But 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 Chester, Chester, yeah. <laughs> say his name. I don't know that one. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, um, it's a shame at the end of the season he got that. Um, is it well, it was because he was getting overplayed. You know, and people are saying that's what I mean. So it, it just shows like the lack of uh, the lack of signings we've had in the midfield that we've had to rely on a young young lad to be playing every week and then he's got this injury that's a, like a freak injury due to I think it's to do uh, like a stress injury or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah them two players definitely um, I think they'll be they'll be good for the future uh, yeah. and that of course yeah yeah Trent as well towards the end of the season Didn't yeah picking up again yeah yeah any any other positives apart from um, we can still say Alison's one of the best goalkeepers in the world because he saved. Well, he has to read, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we relied upon him a lot, didn't we? You know. Yeah, and he showed up, which is good. Um, and but as the girls said, Trent coming in from a right back, he just suits being in midfield. Um, the, one of the best passes of the ball in the world right now, isn't he? That's not. Yeah. Um, live. Um, England played him in that midfield role as well, didn't he? Not exactly the same position, but. I mean, did anyone watch the England game where he played? I watched it. Yeah, he played really well. I think he got an assist and a goal, I think. And yeah. he was just like bossing the game. He was just passing. Obviously, he's got to still learn the role because it's new to him because it's just yeah. been back. Obviously, he used to play it in his youth. But um, so I, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen next season. Is Clock going to keep this this new system or is he going to? play Trent in midfield and then we get a new right back. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's interesting. Well, uh, the thing is, nobody knows. I mean, and yeah. you know, all this week we've had uh, Paul Joyce trending. <laughs> we've had uh, Klarna trending about <laughs> <a> dying in stages. <laughs> we've had John Henry trending. We've had we've had the lot trending. I mean, that's all down to, I mean, obviously when we bought McAllister, everyone's made up with McAllister. He's absolutely class, isn't he? But I think people want everyone. People want signing straight away, don't they? And it just doesn't happen like that. I think one of the major reasons is this under twenty-one um, Euros. You know, I think I, a lot of the players I, that we're linked with, a lot of the players we're linked with, are actually playing in that, aren't they? But I see him. Paul Joyce did put something out. I think it was in start of May that Klopp wants us most of his signings done before pre-season started in July. So yeah. I don't know what's happened there, but. Well, we've got it one week quite, left, haven't we? Yeah, that's what I mean. So it is quite worrying that we've only got one in so far, but I don't know. I mean, I mean it, it, not find it worrying that we're looking at 
players that are playing under 21 football because <laughs> I think it's just a bit we, we need some experience in there yeah and... yeah. <laughs> yeah well there are a couple of players we have been linked with as well. I mean we've been linked with so many players haven't we well uh, Valverde and uh, oh, Lovemich, you know so we have been linked with some experienced players but has anyone a has anyone been watching the under 21s I mean I don't We've seen him watch. I seen clips of him running his little solo goal from the halfway line the other day. I mean, Elliot. Sometimes, you know, I mean, I know the jury's out with him, and I know it. He divides opinion, but after a horrendous injury that time at Leeds, you know, I mean, you got to remember. He, I was surprised that he was in the under twenty one. I forgot he, how young he was. Yeah. You know, and that's. I think sometimes that's the problem, isn't it? We forget how young they are, but. It's it's another thing to say whether he's good enough to be starting for Liverpool or whether he's just good in like if you've got eight midfield players and he's one of he's one of the squad, you know. I mean um Kayleigh, But that's the you... thing though. That's the thing though, isn't it? I just think you just said you just said hit the nail on the head there saying the jury's out on him, but it it shouldn't be because he is so young, but it is because yeah. we've got nobody else and it's yeah. not fair on them because you know, it's it, it must be. I don't even think any of us could understand what that step's like. What and it's and it's not even just a step to, you know, we're supposed to be at the top. So you're not even going into just like even Premier League football. You're going straight to the top where there's so many expectations, there's so much pressure. Um, you know, and it shouldn't have to be fallen on a 20, 19, 21 year old. You know, it it it's got to be. They they should be able to come in and play 15, 20 minutes and get and, and win the way in rather than being like, you, you're now expected to start and you need to then go and compete with these players that are playing for other teams. And I just don't think it's fair on them at all. And yeah. that's not to say that he will be good enough, but I just think the expectations that we're asking of him because we've got nobody else. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not it's fair. Better, you know, I mean, I think when he was starting games, that's when the uh, that's when he got a lot of criticism, wasn't it? If he... If he mm. If he brings him on with 15, 20 to go, he doesn't tend to get the uh, criticism. But it's the same with, you know, the one thing, one positive, I, another positive anyway that I thought from last season was uh, the end of the season. And Curtis, had a, Curtis Jones had a, a few runs in the team, didn't he? And he's another one who's dividing opinion. <laughs> we can see everyone laughing now. <laughs> I know he's dividing opinion. But when he did that, get that run of games... I know some of them were dead rubbers, like the uh, Southampton game. But when he did get that run of run of games, you know, it was he was fairly impressive, wasn't he? And he's he's another youngster, isn't he? But again, I still don't think he's the answer. Like if you said to me, you're going to go into a season with Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones being yeah. in your midfield three, starting them, I wouldn't. That me personally, I wouldn't. That wouldn't fill me with a lot of confidence. I'm not saying oh, they're not players or they can they can't contribute, but. As your midfield three, they've got to be solid where you go, yeah, every single game you know you're getting. Yeah. And I, for me, that's not them. And I, I don't think it's fair that... I just think when you compare it to the other the other teams in the league that we're meant to be competing with, and the yeah. players that they're bringing in, the players that they're signing with, and we're going, oh, got Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones there. It's just, we're going to... We can't compete. Yeah. That's so my... Alele Rouge. On the Blood Red Channel. In terms of optimism for the season, Ella, I mean, say for example, I mean, let's face it, we've the Ox- Oxley Chamberlain's gone, Kite is gone, 
Firmino's got there's got to be other signings. It just depends who they are now. You know, we've got to, there's got to be at least two or three more yeah. players coming in. If they are quality players and not the under twenty ones with potential, yeah, uh, and the, the type of player that you know is experienced, you know, I think we're pretty, uh, you know, as an attacking force, we're pretty good, aren't we? It's just we need that defensive cover and that midfield cover, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think that the the player that I think the player that would actually change us as a side is Casado from Brighton. Obviously, we've been linked with him, but apparently he's going to cost like up to 80 to 100 million and, and that's not the yeah. type of price that we pay. But it just worries, like what you used to say, it just worries us that that we are just bringing in like project players instead of the finished article because we need... Is that, the, is that the word? Is it project players? Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, the project player, player with potential that could become good, but you don't know sort of thing. Yeah. So... I think we need someone proven in that in midfield. Obviously, McAllister is a great sign, and then we got him for like what thirty-five million, which is amazing. Um, but there needs to be, I think, two more midfielders and at least another centre back to um to cover Van Dyke because I can't see Van Dyke starting every game next season. He's getting older, um, and obviously, if you want to put Trent in the midfield, we we could just get a right back and. And get one less midfield. I don't know, but um, if we do get the signings in, that I can, I can see. I can I don't know. I feel like a good season for us next season, just because we've been, I don't know, left behind a bit. I, I, I'd say getting the top four and winning the Europa League and maybe going far in the cups. Kaylee, sure. do, you think, do you think we? Sh- Kaylee, do you think we should be in for the likes of Declan Rice? I mean, he was always linked with Liverpool, wasn't he? But don't you think he's overpriced? English tax. I, I feel like every player in the market is overpriced at the moment. And obviously, like you said, it's English. Like an English player always goes for more. But I I, I, I always say, I like him. And I just think, do you know what? He's, he's, is he 24? He's 24, is he? Yeah. But he, so, you yeah. know what? He's not, he's, say, he's mid 20s. He's proven to be a co cool player in this league. And I just think, look, like that's the price. <laughs> That's what players are going for. Players are going for like astronomical prices, and I just think if you've got him in, he's exactly what you need. He can he can defend, he can attack, he's got a presence, and I feel like that that's what we need in the middle. We need someone who can just do everything, box to box, get around a pitch, press, create, do everything, and he's proven in there. And I just think that's the prices, and you know if if you think about it, like all the teams just go and go and spend it. But and I know that, but we can't. But if, if you offered me Declan Rice, I'd, I'd snap your hand off. I would take him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but, we need to make a decision whether we've had this discussion loads of times that we should have started to think about this when we won the Champions League, when yeah. we had a good stature and everyone go, yeah, obviously, what it was Liverpool course to do. But we've sort of left it a bit too late. And are we going to get these young players in to think about the long term plan? Or are we going to get people a little bit older to give us that? sort of solid, robust midfield that we know they can give us. So we haven't got the luxury of probably combining the two as we would have if we started this sort of rebuild and thought about the ages of these players. Yeah. I do think we just want and want and want now, though, don't we? Like, I think about, if you think about, if you take out all the emotion from it, players that we've signed over the last however many years that clock's been here, 
who if you would have said, oh, we're going to sign this player, you'd have been like, oh, you know, but then that player's then turned into the best left back in the world or, yeah. you know, so, and and then you have the, like we were saying before about the likes of Fabinho, you, you didn't hear anything about and then next minute yeah. it was like you've signed him. So sometimes it's like weighing up, isn't it? You've got to trust what they've done in the past. But I just think, I think it's hard, isn't it, when everybody else is signing these players that you just think they're just going to slot right in and, and do the job and we've got to cross off you know, a lot of the fun in the summer is looking at social media, isn't it? And seeing, you know, all the speculation. And I think I was listening to Paul Joyce on a podcast the other night and he was saying, basically, nobody knows anything. Exactly, really. yeah. Nobody knows anything. And, you know, it's, I mean, McAllister was linked with us for a while and everyone had that story. But, you know, nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes. And in a way, that's going back to the, the old days of Liverpool back in the in the day when, the first time you knew about them was when they were, you know, they were uh, in the shirt, uh, yeah. getting released, you know, getting presented to the press. Oh, so that, that's a that's a situation where you know, people are just clamouring for like they want these hundred million pound players. But as you said, Kayla, you know, you know, Robert Robertson, what was he, eleven million yeah. from Hull? Oh my God. Like, going buying someone from Hull. What's going on? And like you know, the same happened with. Um, Mane from Southampton, wasn't it? Well, we've had loads at the point, isn't it? We've had so many of our players that if you look, look over the last however many years, you go, well, they've been the best player in their position. They've been the best player in their position. But if you would have said that before they come to us, you, nobody would have said it. Yeah. So I think I think it's just because people just want, 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 want. And you can, I think maybe you think... Are you one of those people? Can, are you on, on Twitter all the time looking for the... <laughs> I said to these, I went, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see us linked with anyone. I just said, I'm going to turn my Twitter off because at the same time, you've got no control, have you? They're going to do what they're, what they're doing anyway. But I think you see us getting linked to all these players and you just think, well, half of them are rumours that yeah, probably yeah. never got a bit well, of could be getting Could be getting put out by their agents. You just don't know. But exactly. one, one of the one of the players we linked to was taking off on it in a... In a in, on crutches the other night, wasn't he? Kone for the uh, when he played for France under 21. So, you know, that'll, like... that, that, that'll suit as well for our medical team. We can join all the rest of them. Yeah, that's pretty cynical, Ella. That's pretty <laughs> cynical. Now, what I'm going to say though, I feel like <laughs> last summer, um, we obviously now I feel like this summer is so big, like we need to get it right because last summer has set us back a lot. Like when you think of the signings we made in that last summer. Nunes, he's still finding his feet. Carvalho yeah. was just agreed alone to RB Leipzig. Um, who else? Um, Calvin Ramsey. I don't think he's in Klopp's plans. I don't know if he's went on loan. Chance alone. Who else was there? Arthur, obviously, he played 13 minutes and that was that. Who's that, Ellie? Arthur. <laughs> exactly. I've never heard of him. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, just, it, it, it is a massive summer, you know, and like, um, you know, that that brings us around to the question of uh, of of FSG. And uh, I mean, you know, does FSG trends FSG out trends more or less every other day? Is it she? She made uh, arranged the uh, the playing over the over the. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Just not. arranged the playing over Anfield. No, she did. No, she did. <laughs> She's not from out of town. <laughs>
Elliot Rouge on the Blood Red channel. No, but um, so what you, what you obviously what uh, you know, are these have they got the best interests of Liverpool at heart? I mean, they're, they're trying to play by financial fair play, aren't they? Is it their fault? I'm being devil's advocate here, obviously. Is it their fault that other teams find loopholes in there? I mean, one of those loopholes has been changed this week. Yes. Chelsea were, were signing people on long term contracts. Well, you have said you can't do that anymore. So that's one of the loopholes which has been uh, stopped. Was that like an eight year, eight year deal or something nuts like that? Yeah, and they've, they've, ch they've changed that loophole now. So that's one loophole. But I mean, City have got those. You know all those charges against them, but is it fair to say you know FSG are, are playing by the rules? And, and you know, I mean, what do you think? Do you think they just should join the Wild West? I feel like the businessmen and know how to be smart with the money, um, maybe too smart. Um, we have this conversation all the time about FSG. Do are do they have the best interests of the club at heart, and do they actually understand football really? Yeah. Do they, they, want, they want the club's price to increase, of course, don't they? Because they're, they're basically a hedge fund, aren't they? They're a hedge fund. And whatever they do, they're trying to increase the value of the club. But all that talk of investment in the club, that's that's evaporated, hasn't it? Yeah. The investment in the club is them getting more money in their back pockets by making off of them seats in the new stand, hospitality stand. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. investment in the club to us is you buying new players and us winning more trophies. Yeah. That's that's what we see as investment. Okay, you might want a couple of more seats, but at least make them affordable seats for the, the average fans who go to the game every week. Um, but yeah, we talk about FSG all the time. I don't want to be too too negative, but yeah. let's have staff here on FSG. <laughs> According to figures from the Athletic, Liverpool ranks 19th in Premier League for net owner funding over the last five years at minus 37. So they're literally. That is a start right there. Minus 37 million. Minus 37 million. Yeah. million. So yeah. I'm, what I think is the model that they're using now is not sustainable because we haven't got any assets to sell. We haven't got any players that we used to sell. We used to sell well, didn't we? Like your Dominic Solanke selling yeah. for 20 odd million. But I, yeah. I can't see anyone in the squad now that will go for to yeah. raise money that yeah. they need. So they need to start putting their yeah. own money into it or sell us. That's, that's the, the point that you just said though about the um if they got our best interests like I say it all because I like I love I love all different types of sports and I always say to these like these these owners have got us the Red Sox and the Pittsburgh Penguins as well so they've yeah. got three of the biggest sports teams in their like chosen like field yeah how are you funding three of the biggest, you've got to, we're one of the biggest football clubs. The Red Sox are one of the biggest, like you know, historically one of the biggest yeah. baseball teams, and the Penguins are one of the biggest um, NHL teams as well. So, how are they funding all three of them? You can't tell me that they're giving a hundred percent of themselves to all of them. They can't do no, it. No, it's I, just, it's just attempt, the attempt to increase revenues, of course, and that's obviously why the Anfield Road Stand will be a way of increasing revenues. The attempt to increase revenues, and also to keep it in a situation where they are being competitive and they are being successful. And really, they got out of jail with Klopp. They got oh, out of jail with Klopp in 2015 because he's kept he's, he's kept them alive, hasn't he? But in terms of whether they're going to invest 
they're not going to invest any of their own money. Hedge funds never do that. But, uh, you know, we, we think the, you know, everyone thinks they should be more competitive in the transfer market, don't they? I mean... Because we're just getting outbought. We're a club that players want to come to and they see the interest and then go, yeah. oh, actually, we can't afford them. Look at Jude. Yeah. He's the biggest example the last, well, how long has that been going on? Yeah. Yeah. But also, our, our squad now, it, we've, it's still got potential in it. And I think yeah. that's what that's what's frustrating for me is is I still look at our squad and go like I still think Hallison's the best keeper in the world. I still think Robbo, Trent, you know, we've Canate, Van Dijk. I think Salah, yeah. you've still got all these players where you've still got so much potential in it. And yeah. it's not like we're saying we need a, a, a whole overhaul or a whole entire rebuild. It's like you just needed one there, one there, you know, and just it's not like we were asking for five six hundred million pounds like chelsea have just spent like that's not yeah, what we're yeah. asking for it's just well it, just it, chelsea have proven though haven't they it's not you know it doesn't matter how much yeah, you spend no. exactly. you can't create a team out of you know the harlem globetrotters you know it's <laughs> it's impossible to do that and yeah, like psg yeah. psg approved that chelsea approved that exactly and like with, with, if man city didn't have pep you know we probably would have had three or four more titles wouldn't we because it's not, you know, at the end of the day, you know, money, money, and uh, buying uh, top quality players, two players for every position, is going to help you. But if if Man City didn't have Pep, they wouldn't have won what they've won. No, you that's know, what I mean. Have... So you've still got. You, that's what I'm saying, though. So I think our squad's still got potential. You've still got. Yeah. I, I. You've still got the best manager in the world as well. You've got. You've still got so much and. You know, if you just had, if you brought in one player that you could integrate into it year yeah. on year, that's how you take it over. But it's just that like we've had nothing, no midfield. Well, Liverpool, Liverpool at the height and you know and the success and the the back in the day in the seventies and eighties, they always used to strengthen. You know, two two players at least every every uh, season, even when they were winning everything. Exactly. I think that's that's been sadly lacking, and I think. Who was the last midfield player we bought? Was it Thiago? No, was it Thiago? Yeah, Thiago. How, how long ago was that? That was a long So I mean, I think the, this 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 transfer window is crucial, isn't it? This is absolutely. Yeah. I think we should be we we should be spending like 200, 250 mil this transfer window. Well, we should be buying decent We're not going to spend that. Well, that was the rumor on on the uh, that was the rumor that's how much we had to spend. Just of two hundred and fifty mil. Yeah, but now it's going it's going down by the day. Every day it gets less and less and less. Ah, well, that's because of inflation. Yeah. <laughs> All down to inflation and the cost of living crisis. But I mean, I think um, you know, on um, on Sunday you're gonna have England playing Portugal, and you might see Curtis Jones uh, playing for that. Will anyone be taking any interest in that? I mean, only <laughs> only if Liverpool players are playing, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I keep I keep an eye on it for that. But um, yeah, and then we're a, we're a week away from um, pre-season training now. They haven't had much of a rest, have they? If they're on international duty, because you know Trent's been on international duty, a lot of the other players have. So they haven't had many many weeks off, have they? That's so presumably cool. they they won't be back on the on the eighth of July, will they? I think they'll. Um, but as, as we said before, Clock wanted all the signs done to start on the eighth, and yeah. here we are, just just the 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 one. The <laughs> At the one. minute, 
<laughs> just the one. But yeah. this time. But what a one. What a player he is, you know. Yeah, that, and I think I I love I love McAllister, and I think he for what he's going to do, he's going to be brilliant because he'll press, yeah. he'll create, he can score, he can do all those things. And you know, I think like oh, we've only signed one player, and we signed a brilliant player. And by the way, we in him we've done what we've always done. We find a little, do you know what I mean? We always find a cheeky deal, or we yeah. we always seem to do that. We've got that in him. Yeah. But you just you need something behind him. Alele Rouge. On the Blood Red Channel. Well, there's a couple of uh, friendlies. One of them's behind closed doors, and then they're off to uh, Singapore for the Festival of Football. Now, that's when people start, you know, tuning in monthly, really, to see what uh, type of players are going to be uh, lining up. (laughs) Watch last season. We're playing Leicester. Uh, and then we'll play. I mean, talking about Leicester, I mean, I think Madison is a great signing for Tottenham, isn't he? Brilliant you know, for Tottenham, yeah. I think. I think he is a great signing for Tottenham. I thought we might have been in for him, but. He's given up winning trophies for God. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> he's given up winning trophies for God. Yeah. Yeah. Very cynical, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, you know, we, oh, I think he's a lot more valued than. Uh, than rice myself, you know, but you know, I thought I we might have been. The rice price is, is quite scary to me. I know English yeah. town, but you didn't go for much more than that when you think about it. No. It's not no. a lot off at all. And it is us, like, just like now. Yeah. So, do you have for less, didn't he? he went well, it's all, it's all sort of uh, clauses and add ons, yeah. yeah, add ons. Then we got it, then we got Bayern Munich. Oh, god, you know, yeah. and um. You know, but I mean these these games in I mean it's the second time we visited Singapore, but I just like to look at the prices for the games and the prices are like going to see the Rolling Stones or something. But that's what Liverpool are in these places, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they are like when they do arrive, it is like Beatlemania. Mm. And um you know, we you don't get much of an indication of uh of, of what's happening unless we get the new signings in and even yeah, then, but, it's going to take time, though, isn't it? It's not like they don't just come in and snap your fingers. They've got to lay in the whole yeah. philosophy and all the rest of it before you, you're going to see that that impact. But that's why I think they need to get in before. Yeah. I personally had one another Premier League proven player just because you know the league as well yeah. as McAllister. So uh, if I said to you, we're about to sign Valverde and but Ella, you wouldn't be interested. Oh, sorry, yeah. If you said that, but yeah, I'd, uh, I'd say yeah to that, but can't see that happen. Let me but I, I know what you mean. I mean, it's, you know, so many times players have come from, I mean, everyone thought Keita was going to be a world beater, didn't he? Because in the, in the uh, Bundesliga, he looked absolutely magnificent, didn't he, but... Yeah, you know, it was Amino who like had a decent game against us, and we thought he was going to be the best thing ever. And Harlem was sitting right there in front of It was, it was all week. There's been talk about that, you know, all the players were pleading with Klopp to buy Minamino because of his performances against us. So it just shows you you can't really, you can't really tell how players are going to adapt and how how they're going to fit Mm -hmm. in. But so I think I think is a good example of like uh, Premier League. Uh, experience is undoubtedly important, you know. But that, um, Mason Mount just signed for United. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, he's the other one. I wouldn't. If we'd have got Mason Mount, I wouldn't have liked that. I no, know. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, and like I think he was. Uh, I think we were linked with him. But he, he, he was favouring United, wasn't he? One of our top um, targets, I think. Him and Jude, obviously, and they both went other places. But I mean, yeah. no, I wouldn't have liked it if we would have signed him. He's not a player that I, that I, the type of player that I think we need. We don't like. Who do you we want? Don't tend to like it? players from Chelsea. We don't like. No, Chelsea. Don't like Chelsea. Who do you want? There. Other than Rice. Other than Rice, yeah. Who do you want? Well, I think uh, you know if you're looking at if you're looking at um, if you're looking at teams, you know that we sh- you know well midfielders that we we should be going for. I mean that that varies, you know. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Even if he is, or FSG think he's overpriced, you know, you just got to, you're in that market now. You've got to pay that. Exactly. You've got to pay the money. You're not getting cheap signings like anymore. You've got to, the cheap Borello, how much is he going to cost? Like 60 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that other player for now, be like, took me being like, with today. What's his name? Can't say it. Domino. Dominic the Hungarian, we call him. <laughs> Yeah, we'd be in link with him today, but then uh, some of the top journalists from RB Leipzig side or are saying that we don't want to pay the release clause and stuff like that. So, but actually, it runs out on the thirtieth of June. Yeah, so maybe to, maybe to, maybe to wait until then, you know. I know, but I think if, when by it, the time this podcast go out, it will be in the thirtieth of June. And then, uh, but I think if it does when it does run out and we haven't signed them, then. I'll be like, I just want to want more money because, yeah, I mean, it's going to be up to them, isn't it? If there's a release clause in place and that's the player we want, then we should, we should try and get them. Yeah, yeah. Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So the one one thing um, that has been happening in the last few weeks is uh, the Saudi Arabian Pro League. Now, we've seen this in the past. Uh, it happened in America in the 70s when they started uh, attacking all players like Pele and Bobby Moore and that, and then the J-League tried it. But this seems a little bit different because, OK, they've got Benzema and they've got uh, Ronaldo, but they've also got Ruben Neves, who we were linked with, and he's only in his mid-20s. So they obviously do mean business, but do you think there's a, a taste of hypocrisy here? Because... Isn't this what the Premier League have been doing for years, buying the best players uh, from all around the world? You know, and I've seen what... that. I've seen. Uh, I don't even know. It was was it was it Carragher and I can't even say his name either. The Spanish, the um, Gillian the Spanish Yeah, yeah. And Carragher and were having a go at him, saying, "But that's because he was saying, you know, the Premier League have been doing this, blah blah." And Carragher flicked it back on him and said, "Well, that's what Real Madrid and Barcelona have done." But yeah. now the Premier League is starting to do it. Now you don't like it. So, yeah. 100% it's the same. It is. It is. It's, it's hypocritical, isn't it? Because... Yeah. But, I mean, you know, um, I think Robbie, Fowler, Robbie Fowler is going to be a manager there, isn't he? But Mourinho's turned it down. So, you know, everyone says, oh, it's all about money and people will go because of the money. But Mourinho hasn't gone. That's models, think- though, isn't it? Because he, yeah. he, he's got enough money and it's models and he wants to stay there, I think. Yeah. But it's the same. They've done it with all sports, though, haven't they? They took the um, the boxing goes over there now, doesn't it? They've done Formula it with the golf. One, yeah. Golf. They've done it with so many. Yeah, they've done it with so many. Do you think it's inevitable? I mean, they they obviously 
the, tra- the big picture is by 2030, they want to attract massive tourism and they see, you know, sports as a way of attracting, you know, tourists. And, and he, he, even you've seen in the World Cup, the advert at half time, it was for Qatar and Saudi Arabia holidays, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I wouldn't go over there until they start treating the women a little bit better. That's my my input on that one. Um, but I think, yeah, money talks for a lot of people, doesn't it? It's split between it, that's a different. That's what you just said, isn't it? With Mourinho saying no, that's his morals. But then someone goes and offers you X amount of millions. It probably yeah. is. It's hard to turn down, isn't it? So yeah. is it inevitable, like with it, what it's done with everything else? Is especially it going to especially for players who you know? Obviously, the best days are over. It's just surprising that uh, a player like uh, Neves would go, you know, because you uh, know, but then that's how, it, that's how it starts, though, isn't it? That those players who are in the twilight their career, they start going, and then it only takes one who's on the cusp, then somebody yeah. else on the cusp goes, and then somebody in the prime goes, and then there you go. With the to the ball, the I went to it all goes. Finally, Bernardo Silva, but I've just seen an article earlier on today saying. Newcastle in talks to host Saudi match at St James's Park. Yeah, yeah but they must, you see, yeah. I mean, there was speculation that some of these Saudi teams would would buy these top players and then loan them back to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, Newcastle. However, the Premier League let them, you know, be owned by a you know state. by a state. Basically, that's what it is. Mm. You know, there's been some clever and intricate. Uh, mm. um, uh, Form filling in to say that well, it isn't the Saudi state, but everyone knows it is, you know. Yeah, and they've got like um, a new shirt signing worth like 25 million a season, and it's just, yeah. I think it's shocking because we can argue that the Premier League's the most competitive and best league in the world, whereas the Saudi League's something very, very new. So at your prime or at a decent age, why would you want to go over there when you could be competing at the highest level with the highest players? So I suppose yeah. it depends on the mindset of the player at the time, yeah. But, we were talking about Chelsea before, weren't we, and their links to the Saudi League and why they, they're selling certain players and things like that. So yeah. I think there's a lot more... Three, three of their players have gone, haven't they? I think FFP has something to do with that. Yeah, can't, can't say he's gone, hasn't he? I think Mendy's gone. Yeah. I mean, a few of them have gone, but I think, um, you know, it's the goalposts have been changed, haven't they? And uh, there's a, a lot of arguments on Twitter is that FSG and Liverpool's owners have got to... They've got to get in the game, and uh, a lot of people would be opposed to sports washing because that's what it is. Yeah. But a lot of people saying, "Well, that's inevitably the way it's going." So you've See, got to be you've got to be on that pitch. United yeah. are getting sold, aren't they, to Qatar? Well, apparently so. That apparently Radcliffe's. Well, it's been going on for so long. Yeah, I mean, I'm not losing any sleep over that. No, but you know, if you take away all the owner side of things, if you look at their football side of things, that's what that's what worries me. Is if you think about it now, you've got your four Champions League places, you've got City every year, they now they're getting in and aren't they? Then you've got Newcastle now, where they're just gonna start throwing money off it. So you've got so then your, your Champions League spaces then are down to two. Obviously, they're gonna challenge for the leagues yeah. as well in you know the coming years. So it's it is hard because I just think without something behind you, are you just gonna fall? You're just I'm, gonna fall out even before the end. Remember the couple of 
two years ago, was it, of that sort of super European league that they wanted, that random yeah. thing? I feel like yeah. most clubs, like the likes of Tottenham and the top six clubs who might not be getting them Champions League places, might yeah. then go, actually, it's a good idea now, because we're it not was, getting... There was something announced a few weeks ago, wasn't there? There's going to be this... Uh, oh, the season it, looks like the super, it looks like the super, super League behind the back door, but in America, like a competition yes, yeah. in the summer. So it, it's a, I think it's inevitability that's coming, you know, but... It's it's going to be uh, very difficult. I mean, and you know, we want to be winning the Premier League, don't we? You know, and that's yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be very difficult. But you know, I believe in Klopp, and I believe yeah. he can rebuild the team if he's given the right resources. But isn't it a, isn't it a fact that unless Klopp comes out and said he hasn't been given the money, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing really fans can do about it, is there? I feel like they need to just be given the benefit of the doubt until the end of the window. Yeah. If obviously if we've only signed McAllister and maybe one more, then I don't know. I just you'll be on the streets, will you? I'll be on the streets. Kayleigh, will you be on the streets? <laughs> These will be joining me. Um, but I feel like because the window's still out open now, we just need to wait and see what what evolves. I mean, surprise signings like we used to. Exactly that, like, <laughs> sometimes with Liverpool, they will just not tell anyone. They're gonna sign someone like the Fabio signing. Literally, we got a link with him, and then an hour later, we signed him. The kid. Yeah. yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. We just need to hope for hope for um hope for a few more because I feel like we can't be going into the season just with one signing. Yeah. Um, when we've been promised this rebuild, um, yeah. by everyone, like so we just need yeah. To but you know what? I just keep thinking. I go. I keep thinking. There's just no. There's no way we're not signing anybody else. Now because I think I think it was drilled into our heads that we were having all our players in before pre-season, which obviously yeah. is the case because some teams are hard to like negotiate with, aren't they? And so the, obviously there's the under twenty one um that tournament going on. So um we just need to wait and see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully next season these surprises and we actually... We're all on holiday anyway, the players. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. What is it? Chelsea's first game. Oh, that's know, awesome. I mean, obviously... How upbeat you are, Pete. It's, 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 like uh, it's only six weeks away, isn't it? I mean, what are we going to do for the next six weeks? We'll be looking at Twitter, aren't we, on who, who we yeah. signed the book. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, they've got a new manager and they've bought a load of players and half of them haven't fitted in. But I'm sure, you know, uh, well, I'm looking forward to that game. I mean, that'll be a, a big... Uh, Real battle. Hopefully, then. I hopefully think it won't be uh, like the Fulham good, game, you know. I think we'll, it's a we'll good time to play Chelsea the first game. Just because Pochettino, <clears throat> yeah. obviously, he's got all these new players. They won't be... Beds in yet, so yeah. I feel like it'll be a good time to play them for the, in the first game before yeah. he's actually implemented his like uh, philosophy yeah. on the team. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks, Ella, uh, Kaylee, and there. Uh, thanks you've been listening to Ale Larouge, uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. And I hope you've enjoyed the discussion. Hasn't been uh, much speculation and transfers because. You know, but basically, you know, nobody knows anything, you know, but uh, our wish list is there. <laughs> if you listen to this, Jürgen, we want uh, Valverde and Barella <laughs> <laughs> and maybe another sense of half. 
And uh, if John Henry, if you're listening to it, get your finger out, will you? Get you all out. <laughs> get you all out, lads. Not on corner. No corner. No, we're not using corner. Thanks very no, much. We'll do well next year. Thanks. Allez, <laughs> La Rouge. You've been listening to the Allez, La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.